Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you and good night. I love you. Thank <laughs> you. 
you are entering the Rory Sauter Show, home of America's Man of the Hour and home of America's biggest Trump supporters. Climb aboard and buckle up your seatbelt because this is a wild ride. Nothing but unfiltered talk and the hardcore truth. Mega, mega, mega. show. Always a pleasure to be with you. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I hope it all went accordingly. I hope it was productive. I hope it was fun. I hope uh, everything is going well wherever you're part of the world or country or part of our country is. I know we have listeners now in 14 different countries. So, God, we have have our fan base just keeps growing and growing. And like I do every episode, uh, I want to thank the fans. I want to thank the audience. Um, I want to thank my co-hosts. I want to thank our amazing guests last week. Um, we had great shows last week. Um, we have a great lineup this week as well. Um, we have a lot to get to tonight, which I will. Um, I want to thank our advertisers. I want to thank, um, you know, all these all these people that have made this happen. I mean, all the all the great script. I mean, we just we just had this show uh, moving way fa- faster than anticipated. I mean, we just have a great click um it just it meshes so well you know um josh my buddy my co-host Halavati. josh Halavati out of ohio how's it going what's up what's up what's up good weekend you have a good weekend yeah it was a good uh good quiet weekend uh just you know got some stuff done it was uh you know productive there you go man you and me both lost in fantasy football though that's that kind of sucks so yeah we did we took those l's (laughs) Yeah, we did. So I mean, that's something I got bummed out about, but oh well. But, uh, you know, we uh, definitely – I want to mention while we're on the NFL real quick, while we're having a little small talk about fantasy, there's, like, no people kneeling this year. Do you notice that? Yeah, well, and, you know, at least we're not hearing about it. Uh, I don't – you know, I don't know if well, no the one's only, kneeling the or... only people that have kneeled 
The only people reported that have kneeled are uh, two Miami Dolphin players. That's it. And the whole other, the rest of the league has either been standing. I mean, Marshawn Lynch sat on the bench, and so did Michael Bennett. Marshawn Lynch plays for the Raiders, and Michael Bennett plays for the Eagles. But it's not like the epidemic that it what once was. Yeah, and you know, the funny thing about it is with the liberal media is they go so fast from story to story, they even skip over their own, you know, liberal biases sometimes they flip from story to story. So, you know, it's definitely a non-factor this year as it was compared to last year. Oh, absolutely. It's, you know, it's and and they know. I mean, these players know that, you know, their fans, uh, you know, want want them to respect the anthem and want them at least the majority of their fans, you know, there's no way that, you know, um, you have all, there's no way people are okay. The majority of people in this country are okay with disrespecting the flag. Um, You do have those ignorant ones that, you know, uh, try to protest, try to say it's peaceful protesting and trying to say they're serving their first amendment, right? Bullshit. They're attention seekers. I mean, that's what it all started on. And if I, I, you know, I've, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the show real quick. I, you know, this is just a small – I don't want to get too much into this. but um, And we're, we're about to get uh, Dan Perkins on the line. But Colin Kaepernick, when he started the whole kneeling ordeal, when he started getting on his knees like a – you know, like a um, – you know, I'm not going to say the word. But, you, you know, I'm just saying he was backed up. He got benched. And, uh, you know, he was, he was just – trying to do something to draw attention to himself, and then it started working. And then his excuse and justification was, uh, you know, the police brutality. But do you look at the, bla- the black-on-black crime is the biggest problem in this country, and that's 99% of black crime is black-on-black. And they only want to talk about the 1%, and usually uh, the cop is in the right because most of these guys don't drop their weapons or don't put their hands in the air or they uh, take off on their uh, feet running. I mean, uh, you know, you, got you know, go, go ahead. I mean, talk about talk about someone who, you know, pulled a Clinton freaking Kaepernick used politics to get himself a bunch of money. He got an ad deal with, uh, right. you know, with Nike. He was the number yeah. one selling Jersey for a while. I mean, he literally just pulled a Clinton using politics to get money. So, shoot, the yeah. dude was smart in that regards. But, you know, um, right. I, I would have recommended it doing it a different way. But that's just me, I guess. <laughs> And I'll tell you this, he's the biggest hypocrite. He wants to complain about capitalism. He wants to bitch and whine about all the poor people in this country. This this mofo is doing nothing but capitalizing. I mean, this guy, it, it is all he does every day is capitalism. He's selling those shitty jerseys. I'm with Cap, I think, for like 150 bucks or something. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is absolutely absurd. I mean, this guy completely, uh, you know, took took advantage of a situation and, uh, you know, definitely capitalized it, uh, capitalized on it in the highest regard. I mean, this guy uh, took whatever he could and made a movement out of it, and then he had all these ignorant sheep that followed after him. And I think it's disgraceful. We all know that he doesn't give a shit about civil rights. You know, you don't. He, he wore a Fidel Castro shirt for God's sake to one of his press conferences. You, you know, a communist dictator. I mean, all this guy ever wanted, Kaepernick, was attention. 
All he ever wanted was to start a movement that he knew he could profit off of and he knew he would get attention for. And look what happened. All of these people for, you know, the last couple of years were, were kneeling and it was a big problem. But, you know, like I said earlier, this year we're not seeing it very much. Um, go ahead, though, Josh. I want you to respond, and I want to welcome our special guest. Yeah, I mean, just to end it, you know, in regards to him and everything he says about socialism, uh, when Bernie Sanders and all these other socialists that have a bunch of different houses and all this money give up their money oh, yeah. to everybody, I'll follow suit. Until then, right. they can, uh, you know, they yeah. can move out. <laughs> you go first, Bernie. Hand over one of your three beach houses. All right, Damn right. Hand over a couple of your mansions if you want to talk about socialism. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, Dan Perkins, though, oil and natural gas investor, foreign policy analysis, businessman, motivational speaker, radical Islam expert, and a contributor to the Daily Caller, Clash Daily, Live Bet, Daily Surge, and The Hill. How are you, my friend? Good to have you back. I'm, I'm good. Thank you. And I, I, do, I do have a comment on the last discussion. Yes. If I might. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. As you, as you do, as you please. Okay, and I'm uh, and here it comes. I'm going to take a different tact. Hey, Josh's favorite line, right, Josh? <laughs> so here's my comment. Is this a great country or what? It is. It's a beautiful. It's the best. I mean. I mean, this, know, all this these guy. People, this all guy, these people, real quick. This, real quick, though. Real quick, I, I want to say something that probably is going to be regarding your point. All these people complain about oppression, and they're, you know, uh, they're they're so um, they, they, they they don't get all the special privileges that they should. But why do they keep coming to America if it's such a racist and hateful and you know such a uh, horrible country? You know what I mean? Yeah, because a slug like Kaepernick can make a fortune. That's why they come, yeah, I mean, because yeah. it's a great country. It's yeah. a great country. Yeah. Yeah, everybody so, knows it. And, and when anybody talks bad about it, they just look foolish. But go ahead. I want you to continue with your point. Sorry. I just, I just my point is, is that it, it is, what, is ma- what makes this country different than anywhere else in the world is that we can, we can have somebody who's mediocre at best, come up with an idea and build a business and build a brand and make millions of dollars. We may not agree with what he says. We may not agree with what he does, but we give him the right to do that in this country. And that's what makes this a great country. Right. I mean, you, you know, capitalism is what makes this country great. Capitalism. Right. Capitalism is what the, hires the, thousands and millions of employees. Capital, right. you know, the, it, it's, it's disgraceful and idiotic when the Democrats want to tell their sheep that the capitalism is the enemy. Bullshit. Go get a job from a fucking poor person. The capitalism and these wealthy corporate companies are the ones that hire all these people and are the ones that make things happen right. in our economy. So when you get That's true. To, and, That's and true. You know but we, we, we also. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just I just said when you give these tax cuts to these corporate uh, big big enterprises, in a lot of ways it's a good thing because it gives them more leverage to hire more people and to, to mm-hmm. create more action in the economy. But go ahead. Right. No. No. So so I think it's it's well 
the the only th- not the only thing, but the thing that concerns me the most, yeah, is that we have a faction in our great country, right, who believes they are correct, yep, and anybody Entitled. who doesn't agree with them Entitled. is wrong, and yep. and has no right to disagree verbally. Right. Are you talking? You're, you're referring to. Uh, if, if you if a Democrat or a liberal loses an argument, uh, you're a Nazi, you're a racist, you're a homophobe, you're right. an Islamophobe. I mean, yeah, it, it goes on and on. And I really, you know what we're really going to get into right now, Dan, and this is obviously the main topic headline everywhere that everybody's discussing. I mean, I, discussing, discussing. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, had a dry mouth for a second, but... The Kavanaugh situation. This thing blows my mind. And I'm, Josh, I'm sure it blows your mind as well. A witness coming out 40 years later at a high school. I mean, for God's sakes, it, you know, this, this is absolute. This is just like the, the BS Me Too movement. I mean, this is just a, a bunch of nonsense. Are you there? Well, you know. Uh... The thing I think is interesting, uh, the thing that scares me a little bit about this is there are going to be Republicans that in the Senate that this will affect their vote, no matter what ends up coming of her testifying before the Senate. That's the thing that's yeah. scary because they don't realize or they haven't got it for some reason, or maybe they just choose to ignore it, that this happens every time. This happened with this happens with yep. happened with Roy Moore. It happened with Clarence. Trump. Remember, you know, say if, what, every, if anybody recalled history, Clarence Thomas and Anita and Anita Hill. I mean, I'm sure you remember that one, Dan. Roy, are you there? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm talking about how they're smearing yeah, I, Kavanaugh. Okay, I I heard that. Uh, it, it's breaking up really bad. I'm going to disconnect and redial. Okay, I just want to let you know what I'm going to do. See if I can get a better connection. Okay, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So let's. So I want to play this clip. Um, and you're absolutely right, Josh. They're doing the same old thing all of these years. Is whenever you know we get an advantage or we get the lead. They come out with the smear tactics, and they come out with the, you know, the BS or the all these different crazy stories that have no logic or have no merit, and you know they they bring they do it because it gets in the media and they want to fill people's heads and brainwash them, and it's interesting how Diane Feinstein uh, held this for so long, and is waiting until the last minute, like the last. Basically, we were gonna, they were going to vote on Kavanaugh this coming week. And now all of a sudden, this woman, this nut job from, from – she's saying it happened in high school 40 years ago, now wants an FBI investigation before they even uh, um, confirm him, which is absolutely absurd. I mean, this is so not – go, Sorry. I, go ahead, Josh and Dan. Okay. First of all. Yeah. Uh, yeah go ahead, Dan. First, first, can you hear me now? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay. Okay. First of all, um, the, 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 the two senators from California have put themselves in a very deep hole. Number one, Diane did not 
follow the protocol of providing the information to the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Grassley. She took it upon herself to send it to the FBI yep. and requesting an investigation, okay? Now, Which is this illegal. Is a sitting, she cannot wait, do that. Wait, 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 wait just, just let me finish. Which is a, a situation where she, she broke the rules of the committee, number one. Number two, the Justice Department came out this morning and said this is a state case, and the Justice Department said that the FBI has no jurisdiction, number one. Number two, the statute of limitation in the state of California is eight years. And wherever this thing took place, so she isn't sure where it took place, there's a statute of limitation a statute of limitation in, in every state on, on certain, certain particular offenses. Now, what we have here is the junior senator from California, Camilla Harris, who said that she believes that the, the FBI should conduct an investigation. Again, this is not a – this is a senator speaking – but it's the former attorney general for the state of California. She should know, one, that the statute of limitations are gone. Number two, that yes. the FBI cannot interfere in a – this is not a crime. The crime hasn't been committed. There's been no charge, and it's passed the right. statute of limitations. So right. I, wrote a piece to, I wrote a piece tonight, which is going out. I don't know where it's going to go yet, but I wrote it tonight. Probably Newsmax, and it basically yeah, you write says for, you write for all the big you you write for all the big newspapers and magazines. Right. So what what I'm saying in this piece is that Camilla Harris just destroyed her possibility of being the nominee for the Democratic Party because if the Attorney General doesn't understand the law, why would we ever want to have her? For president of the United States, that's right. number and this, two. And, and, this, number, and this would come real quick. This would come back in, in a video or a commercial just to haunt her. This sort of BS that you're talking about oh, right now with, right. with, with right. their 2020 bid. Right. So now that now with those two people identified, this article yeah. that I wrote, this commentary that I wrote, says, "Have the Democrats blown it again?" And here's. The, the crux of the story. She is not the Miss Ford is not under subpoena from the Judiciary Committee. She has been given an invitation to come and testify to tell her story. When she walks into that committee room, and Chairman Grassley stands up and asks her to raise her hand to be sworn in, she's now obligated to tell the truth. And only the truth. Right. And the first, if I'm whoever's going to ask the first question, and it won't be the ranking Democrat, it'll be somebody, it may be the chairman or somebody else from the Republican side. The first question he's going to, or she is going to be asked is Miss Ford, where did this take place? If she is under oath, She has to answer the way she's been answering in the media, and that is, I don't know. 
What day did it take place? I don't know. How did you get to the party? I don't know. How did you get home from the party? I don't know. Every time a Republican asks the question, every time that the Republicans ask a question that she says, I don't know or I can't remember, not only is her credibility shot, but the, the American electorate is going to turn on the Democratic Party because they oh, will see. The Democratic see. Party, they really – here's the thing, Dan. They really screwed themselves on this one. I mean anybody with a logical brain, I don't care what side of the aisle politically you're on, anybody that sees this sort of stunt happening right now, basically the, a couple days right before they were supposed to vote on Kavanaugh, knows this is uh, a malicious act and a total – a slander and, and, and defamation. It's totally out of character and it's totally wrong. And if anybody else could put themselves in their, in, in Kavanaugh's shoes of a woman coming out of nowhere, blaming you for something that you've never even met this woman. And this happens to men every single day. There are so many right. innocent men that are, uh, you know, uh, blamed or accused. And we, you know, I, you know, there's some of the me too, uh, people that, you know, have been abused, but there's also people that have taken advantage of the Me Too situation and made up their own story so they could get coverage right. and attention. So, I mean, it's yes. so, it's all about due process, and they're not, the left only, only wants to, you know, uh, insult Kavanaugh and call out Kavanaugh, but they don't want to take seriously Keith Ellison, who, on a 911 call, was proven to beat his ex-girlfriend, and the Democrats are staying quiet about it. He's proven guilty, and they're not doing shit about it, but Kavanaugh has an accuser out of nowhere that doesn't know, even know where she was sexually abused or if it even happened. Right, and so we have a situation where now... Double um, standard. Double, double standard. no, no, no No question with a double standard, but what I'm saying to you is that the, you're right when you said that the Democrats didn't give any – had no idea. They, they did not think this thing through. They didn't no. think it through. And so you, we, we When you have 65. Diane Feinstein in charge, it's pretty hard, it's pretty hard to pull something slick off. She's, a, she's as dumb as a fucking rock, I tell you. Okay, but, but we had this situation where um, they, they – they, believed that they had to do something to stop, try and stop, delay, postpone, whatever this yeah. this cabinet or this appointment to the Supreme Court. And Chuck Todd right. today said, Chuck Todd today Sleepy said, eyes Chuck Todd, as Trump would say. Right. He feel he said that he believes that Kavanaugh will withdraw his name by Friday, and that. He's he's misleading the liberals, and they're getting all excited because MSNBC is a liberal station. Chuck Todd says he's a Republican, but he's a liberal. He's a liar. Yeah, yeah. So, but my point is, again, it demonstrates how they dug themselves into a hole that they can't get out of. So they're what's happening here is they believe they believe that they believe their own playbook, and they didn't understand. Yeah, the Donald Trump, the, the Donald Trump has changed the playbook. It, no, they don't no longer play by the Democratic rules. So when Kavanaugh came out 
and expressed his uh, his disappointment and ex- expressed his innocence. And we had 65 women yesterday who signed this yes. letter. We now understand it's now over 200 women. Jeez. Uh, it's, crazy. Nice. it's creating a huge Very problem, nice. and there's no way for the Democratic Party to get out from under this mistake. And oh, so yeah, yeah. You can, you can bet a, that America's going to be watching if I'm the wrong with what you just. Correct me if I'm wrong with what you just said, because I read this too, and, and I want to make sure everybody's on the same page. Over 200 women came out yesterday in support of Kavanaugh. No, 65 yesterday, up to 200 today now. Oh, wow. Okay. 60, yeah. 65 was the original letter. Now they're reporting that there are over 200 women who have signed the letter on support. And the other thing is this, this Miss Ford is out there really now on her own. The Democrats are going to cut their losses and get away because Kavanaugh's got 200 women who have signed this letter of support for his integrity and his credibility. Where is the support for Ford? I want to, I want to play, I want to play a clip. Um, You know, Tucker defines this perfectly on what the left is doing. I want to play this real quick for everybody. One, four. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. All of Washington is girding for next Monday, six days from now. That's when Palo Alto psychology professor Christine Blasey Ford has been invited to testify on Capitol Hill about the assault that she says she suffered at the hands of Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh sometime around 1982. Now, both Republicans and Democrats say they want Ford to testify on the Hill, though no one has explained exactly what the rest of us could possibly learn from that. Ford says she has already recounted all that she can remember. The details at this point are thin, including when and where that assault allegedly took place. Brett Kavanaugh, for his part, has denied that any of it ever happened. And so is his high school friend, Mark Judge, whom Ford claims was also there that night. So that's where we are. That's the sum total of what we know. And it's still a matter of she said, they said. Without a lot more evidence, it is hard to see anybody proving anything, regardless of how many hearings are held. But that has not stopped leading Democrats from reaching a firm conclusion in this case. How do they know for certain what happened 36 years ago? Well, because Brett Kavanaugh is a man. Therefore, he is guilty. All men are guilty. It's the Y chromosome. Watch as Hawaii senator and noted geneticist Maisie Hirono explains it. Not only do women like Dr. Ford, who bravely comes forward, need to be heard, but they need to be believed. Guess who's perpetuating all of these kinds of actions? It's the men in this country. And I just want to say to the men in this country, just shut up and step up. Do the right thing for a change. Did you catch that? It's not just Brett Kavanaugh who's guilty. It's, quote, the men of this country, every single one of them, because they're men. Christine Ford, meanwhile, is telling the truth because she's a woman. She's female. You must believe her. That's a command from a United States senator. It's not optional. It's mandatory. So repeat after Maisie Hirono. Men always lie. Women never do. One sex is evil. The other is holy. That's the catechism of the church of late-stage feminism. Does anyone actually believe this nonsense? Of course not, because it's ridiculous. It's also divisive and crazy. Virtue is not restricted to a single gender, or for that matter, to a single race. And for a time, it seemed like we had moved past ideas like those. They're corrosive. But now they're back in force. They're the inevitable terminus of identity politics. 
So because the left has already decided conclusively what happened in 1982, further evidence is irrelevant. As several de Democrats explained today, there is nothing Brett Kavanaugh could do to prove his innocence. Senator Tim Kaine of Virginia, for example, was asked how exactly Kavanaugh might clear his name. The senator's reply, quote, that's kind of very hypothetical. Very hypothetical? Well, it's not very hypothetical to Brett Kavanaugh and his wife and their daughters. Imagine you were accused of a sex crime and then informed by a lawmaker that there was really no way you could beat the charge, no matter what evidence you presented. You could never be declared innocent except in some, quote, very hypothetical way. How would you respond to that? You'd probably wonder what country you were living in. Definitely not America. These are the Democratic Party's new standards, and it goes without saying they are highly subjective. They're not applied to everyone. It depends entirely on how useful you are. Senator Ted Kennedy drove his Oldsmobile off a bridge with a young woman inside. He fled the scene and left her, but he never summoned help. He didn't want the DUI arrest. The young woman Kennedy abandoned slowly asphyxiated over a period of hours. Yet just 10 years after doing that, Kennedy Mary ran Kennedy. for president as a Democrat. He died a liberal hero. The Democratic Party needed Ted Kennedy, so they excused virtually everything he did. You're watching something similar unfold with the deputy chair of the Democratic National Committee, Keith Ellison. Last month, Ellison was credibly accused of physically abusing an ex-girlfriend named Karen Monahan. Apparently, Maisie Hirono never heard about it because nobody in the Democratic Party seems to believe Monahan, despite the fact that she is a woman. As Monahan put it, quote, I've been smeared, threatened, isolated from my own party, all for the sake of the allegations she made, for daring to speak in public. Well, we asked the DNC today about the Ellison case, and they did not have much of a response. Quote, we take allegations of sexual abuse seriously, and we're working with the state party to review the allegations. Right. We're confident it will be a thorough investigation. On the other hand, why would it be? Because let's be honest, none of us ought to be in the investigations business in the first place. Political parties, college administrators, cable news yappers, all of us. We're not people you want determining anybody's guilt or innocence. We're not qualified for that. We've got a legal mechanism for doing that. It's not flawless, but for almost 250 years, our justice system has functioned pretty well. In fact, better than any other country in the world. It's pretty straightforward. If you believe a crime has been committed against you, you report it. That would include theft, embezzlement, and yes, sexual assault. Go to the police. It's not always easy, obviously, but it's still your obligation as a citizen, not least to protect the rest of us from whomever you believe did it. The police investigate, a judge or jury renders a verdict. That's due process. It's the cornerstone of our system. It's one of the main reasons people move to this country from other places, because it works. It's certainly fairer than trial by CNN or a summary judgment from self-appointed gender judge Maisie Hirono. So let's not give up on it. It's one of the best things that we have. Very well said, Tucker. Um, I do want to play one more clip real quick, guys. Uh, one six. Uh, Trump defining Kavanaugh's, char Kavanaugh's character, which, I mean, Kavanaugh is flawless on his record. I mean, there's nothing bad anybody can say about him. And uh, here we go. Uh, one eight. Kavanaugh is one of the finest people that I've ever known. Uh, he's an outstanding intellect, an outstanding judge, respected by everybody. Never had even a little blemish on his record. Uh, the FBI has, I think, gone through a process six times with him over the years where he went to higher and higher positions. Uh, he is somebody very special. 
At the same time, we want to go through a process. We want to make sure everything is perfect, everything is just right. Uh, I wish the Democrats could have done this a lot sooner because they had this information for many months and they shouldn't have waited till literally the last days. They should have done it a lot sooner. Uh, but with all of that being said, uh, we want to go through the process. One thing I will say is that, uh, as I understand it, Judge Kavanaugh spent uh, quite a bit of time with Senator Feinstein, and it wasn't even brought up at that meeting, and she had this information. So you would have thought certainly that she would have brought it up at the meeting, not wait till everything's finished and then have to start a process all over again. But with all of it being said, we want to go through a full process. I have great confidence in uh, the U.S. Senate and in their procedures and what they're doing, and I think that's probably what they're going to do. They'll go through a process and hear everybody out. I think it's important. I believe they think it's important. But again, he is one of the great intellects and one of the finest people that anybody has known. You look at his references, I've never seen anything quite like it. So uh, they'll go through that process and we'll get it done. I don't know. It depends on the process. I, I'd like to see a complete process. I'd like everybody to uh, be very happy. Most importantly, I want the American people to be happy because they're getting somebody that is great. I want him to go in at the absolute highest level. And I think to do that, you have to go through this. If it takes a little delay, it'll take a little delay. Uh, it shouldn't certainly be very much. But again, this is something that should have been brought up long before this. They had the information in July, as I understand it. That's a long time ago, and nobody mentioned it until the other day. Uh, it's very, you know, it's very unfortunate that they didn't mention it sooner. But with all of that being said, uh, it will, I'm sure, work out very well. You're talking about a, an individual who is as high a quality individual as you'll ever see. Okay. I have not spoken to uh, Judge Kavanaugh. Do you know maybe he offered to withdraw? Has he offered to withdraw? Next question. What a ridiculous question that is. Do you think his passport confirmation is on track? Oh, I think he's on track, yeah. I mean, I think he's very much on track. If they delay it a little bit just to make sure everybody's happy. They want to be happy. I, I can tell you, the Republican senators want to be 100% happy themselves. Uh, they're doing it very, very professionally. Again, this should have been brought up a long time ago. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're going to see on China today, uh, right after close of business, we'll be announcing something, uh, and it will be a lot of money coming into the coffers of the United States of America, a lot of money coming in. But you'll be seeing what we're doing uh, right after close of business today. The market's closing. Thank you. So there you have it. Dan, I want you to speak on this, but uh, Josh, I wanted to get to you before, but... Uh, I, I know you have a lot to say. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, just to touch on it shortly, because I know that there's stuff that Dan wants to say. Um, it, this is, like I said before, this is the same old tactics of smear, the smear politics. I'm not, you know, I don't know. I don't put a whole lot of, of merit into the Democratic Party when it comes to any of these allegations anymore. And, you know, it's a shame for people that actually – have been sexually abused because now when I hear of somebody being sexually abused, the first thing I think 
is that it's somebody blowing smoke, and that's a shame for the people that actually have been sexually abused. You know, the people right. that started these movements that actually wanted All to change something before, yeah, exactly. But before it got hijacked by for political gain, I feel bad for all those people because those are those are some of the victims, along with people like Kavanaugh that are accused falsely. And you bring up a good point. I mean, you have all these police departments, and you have all these places and areas and things that go on, and actual people that do get sexually abused. And then you know, it's like it's like a he said, she said, and some of these people that never get justice. I mean, it's terrible. If you look at like what, look at what Bill Clinton did to all these, all these women that he raped and, the, and it's never talked about. I mean, there's a lot of bad shit that, you know, and I'm just talking about everyday life too, but you know, I mean, the, the, the way uh, this movement had, was started and the way it was originated and the way it was put together, it's ruined. It's divided men and women. I mean, it really has. I mean, it's created a narrative where you know it's it, it's it's bad. I mean, it's getting to the to the point where women are falsely accusing guys every second of every day now. This is like a trend. It's like the popular thing to do. People are doing. It. I mean, it's ridiculous. Dan, what are your thoughts? I want your thoughts on everything, but you know, I was just talking about that for a second. I didn't want to go deep into it. Okay. Go ahead. I, as as we talked this afternoon, I said I have, I want to go a different direction. Yeah. It's what's not being reported. Right. The Senate today, the Senate today, passed on a vote of ninety-three to seven, an eight hundred and sixty-two billion dollar appropriations bill. The right. biggest appropriations in uh, the history of this country in these two areas. And it's of the 12 appropriations bills. This is only so the, the Senate did this, took advantage of the distraction of the Kavanaugh situation to take the vote. Nobody reported on it that I can see today. And here we have uh, not, not busting the budget, trying to bust the, the Treasury. And now we've got to figure out whether or not Mr. Trump is going to shut down the government. And is he going to veto these bills? I really believe that that story, which wasn't reported, and I mean no disrespect to Judge Kavanaugh or to Ms. Ford, right. the story about what's happening behind the scenes in the Congress where we're passing massive – Budgets at a time increasing when we don't need increasing mass. the debt. We should, right, we should we should be talking, spend more time talking about that uh, uh, rather than what happened 36 years ago when when both both people were minor children, yeah. and uh, the statute of limitation is gone. We shouldn't be we shouldn't be wasting hundreds of hours of airtime and mm-hmm. and yeah. newsprint uh, yeah. on that issue. We should be talking about the more important issues. Right, and and this is just a distraction. And this woman went to the to the the level of saying that she wants an FBI investigation, and I'm laughing my ass off. I'm just thinking, who the hell is this woman? And even Diane Feinstein, the one that originated and came forward uh, with this victim, 
uh, even said recently in a statement breaking about two hours ago that, but Diane Feinstein isn't sure. She can't quite confirm if it's true or not. So they're just look, Democrats look like complete uh, moron buffoons. I mean, they just look so bad. I mean, in desperate, this is desperation mode. We're about to take over yeah. the Supreme court, us, us Republicans, and they can't stand it. Yeah. No, the other thing is that yesterday her, her attorney was even after the Grassley gave her the inv- invitation to come and speak. Right. Her attorney wasn't, wasn't yesterday. Wasn't sure that yeah. she would go to, to uh, the the judiciary committee hearing. Now, yeah. if she does, if she doesn't show, I think it's actually worse than if she shows and, and has to say, "I don't know all the answers to answers to the right. questions." But, but, right. What I really do believe is that we have a situation where uh, the idea that the Democrats got out in front of this thing, I'm telling you, Roy, if, if she – can you imagine the pressure is on her right now from the, from the leadership of the Democratic Party? You have oh, to go God, and testify, yeah. and, and you may even have to lie. Yeah. Can you imagine the pressure be... that she's under right now? And, and she's, got, oh, she's got until next Monday. She'll be – she might, you know, what if she doesn't even show up? She doesn't have to, and there's not, there's no recourse. She doesn't have to go there. She doesn't have to go. I, but I think there's going to be enormous pressure from the Democratic Party if you for her to, to go there. An outcome, if you had to predict an outcome right now of how this is all going to go down, if you were a betting man going to Vegas, what, how would you, how would you predict the outcome? Pinpoint it for us. How what what would, would you say is going to happen? I would I would I would say that 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 the the that she's going to answer a series of questions where she's going to say I'm not sure I don't remember I don't know where it happened she's gonna she's gonna create a t- tremendous amount of doubt and if she tr- if she tries to change her story she's already in the public record saying that she can't remember doesn't know this whatever. I think okay. that it's going to be it's going to be um, it's going to be brutal for her. It's going to right. be brutal for her. Not that the senators are going to be brutal to her, but the fact that she she can't remember, can't speak. Some somebody's going to say to her, I believe. Then why are you here? If you're not sure, you can't remember, you don't know for sure whether it was him. And we have this other people saying that that's not his style. This is if he, and he hasn't done it to the best of our knowledge, and hasn't shown up in the six FBI investigations of anybody else. Why are you here now? And what I would love this is what I this would make my probably make my year if this were to happen. What I'm about to tell you, I would love yeah. to have somebody. In questioning her, mm-hmm. attack Diane Feinstein. Why do you think the senator sat on this and didn't give you enough time? Why do you think the senator sat on your letter? Put her on the spot. Right. Ask her. Ask oh, yeah. her why. I, I hope. I'm hoping 
that there will be an opportunity for one of the Republican senators to go after Ms. Feinstein and say, Feinstein, whatever the right word is, and put her on the spot. And if she doesn't respond, she's in serious trouble because the left in California will destroy her and she won't be reelected. Oh, yeah. No, no, I absolutely agree. Uh, Josh, your thoughts. Go ahead. Yeah, Dan, I had a quick question. In regards to the spending bill passed by the Senate, you said that happened today? Yes, 93 to 7. But here's the the thing. Here's, here's, Here's one thing. There were seven senators who voted against it, Rand Paul and everybody else. Do you want to take a guess who was number seven who voted against the spending bill? Blow you away. Lindsey Graham. I wouldn't have a guess. Bernie Sanders. Wow. (laughs) Why? He didn't say why. He just voted against it. Wow. He was the only Democrat to to vote against it? That's going to be an interesting uh, – I'm I'm really interested to see how that plays out. Do you think we'll hear anything else about that? Uh, as far as the bill, uh, no. And the, as far the feeling, as, as, far as the, Bernie the, voting no, no. Uh, all, all I saw was the the vote tallies and the seven who voted against it, and the seventh vote against it was Bernie Sanders, which just like you blew me away. I I couldn't believe so, that he did was that. He but, the only but he voted against that voted it. Against, was he the only Democrat that voted against it? Remember, remember, Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat. He's an independent. He's an independent. I know. He's I know. an independent. He's mostly, he's mostly Democrat. So you had no registered. I'm sorry. Say that again. I said I, I know he's a, an independent, but he he usually goes on the Democratic side. Ninety nine. He caucuses. He caucuses with the Democratic Party. Yes, that, that's true. Yes. But I was just I was just surprised that he he voted against it. I mean, it it just it didn't make any sense to me because he's a he's a spend liberal. Uh, and um, socialist, I just was surprised that he did it anyway. So I, I think yeah, that that's a much more important story, and because yeah. the next story, when the when the Kavanaugh people, the the thing that was fascinating to listen to the the press today is talking about what the ramification of the Kavanaugh situation is going to have to the midterm elections. I wrote a piece that should be out. I'm not sure where yet. I wrote another piece this week, and it talks about how the Democrats don't understand uh, the way America thinks and the way America is thinking today about what's going on. The Democratic Party is living in a dream world that's really a nightmare. They just don't realize it, that it's going to happen. Another nightmare, and 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 so when you when you when you say to people, as I was doing another show this morning, when you when you say to pick any American, walk get ten people that got jobs, raise your hands if you got a job. Okay, did you get more money? Yes. So if the Democrats get in power, they want to take back your pay raise, and they want you put it on put you on Obamacare. Are you going to vote for that? Hell no, I'm not. They don't understand that the American people 
this is an analogy, Roy, that I gave to a guy last week. Now, I don't know whether, to me, one of, one of the greatest joys in life is hand-churned vanilla ice cream. And when I was growing up, my grandpa would come and take me and my sister in the back of his two-door sedan on a couple of wooden stools, didn't have seatbelts, to the local ice cream store where he would buy us, when he came on Saturdays, double scoops of vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. Sweet, wonderful, something I enjoyed and look forward to every time grandpa came. You take somebody off of welfare and you give them a job where they don't have a pay, they don't have to, they don't have to get a check from the government. They earn the check, right? And they get that they get that sweet taste of success, of pride, of contribution, of being an American. Why would they want to give it up? And the Democrats think they will. That's how far yeah, out I, they are. No, you're absolutely right. And uh, yeah, you didn't answer my question. I, I was asking earlier if uh, was Bernie. It was every other person that voted um against it republican except bernie yes. sanders i mean okay yes. so bernie sanders was the wow okay very interesting um wow yeah that isn't that's quite impressive but yeah i mean you know we have so many different things i, I want to ask you about this and you know i know you're on the inside and you know a lot of different things in dc and what's going on and you write for a lot of the big papers and magazines you know president trump uh, announced today. And actually, you know, real quick, Josh, do you have any final thoughts? I had one more final question, actually, uh, for Mr. Perkins. Uh, yeah. Wh- where ex- do you think that the uh, whole uh, situation with Ford was less of a hit to Kavanaugh, but more of a distraction for the spending bill? Yeah, I agree. No, I, I, I absolutely, I, I, well, first yeah, of all, Distraction, the, total the, distraction. But 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 let's let's take it let's take his question in two pieces. Yep. Take it before the before the the announcement and after the announcement. Before yep. the announcement, when you saw what happened on the first day of hearings, the way the Democrats and the protesters worked, it was less about Judge Kavanaugh and more about Donald Trump. So this was an attack upon Donald Trump. When. And, and if you saw what happened on day one versus what happened on day two, I believe from what I'm hearing is that the Democrat pollsters told the Democrat senators on the committee, you better back off because it's not going your way. All of this, this all the stuff they were trying to uh, postpone the, the hearings and all those things that they were doing, whether it was the Spartacus of, of, the guy from uh, Cory Booker from J- New Jersey or Camila Harris or other people trying to in- inter- interrupt and disrupt the hearing, I, my, what I'm hearing is that the reason why they backed off dramatically in day two is they were told the polling data was very ugly. But Feinstein basically made the decision on her own, apparently with no consultation with anybody else in the Democratic leadership, that she was going to lay this thing out and uh, send it to the FBI and then announce that she'd done it. That, at that point in time, that, I think, became one of the things that became apparent to me was that they, they were looking for cover to pass the bill. Nobody was going to report on it. It was going to happen. 
And now the the question is, will will Donald Trump veto the bill? Uh, I don't know, but I do I do believe that the 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 second part was the 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 sexual abuse charge was in fact covered to allow them to vote on the uh, on the tax on on the budget bill. Yeah, yeah, one one hundred percent. And you know, I want to um, you know get into um, Pre- President Trump. Um, unless Josh, did you want to respond to that? Did you have any? Uh, no, I, I that was perfect. Dan answered my question. That's that's what I expected he would say, and uh, I think you're right, Dan. Thank okay, you. perfect. Perfect. Well, um, as you know, President Trump ordered uh, the declassification of Russia investigation records, which is basically going to debunk and uh, show everyone it's a total hoax, it was a total lie, and Trump thinks it's going to be one of his biggest achievements, uh, showing everyone how much of a, a clown and pony show it was and how much of a, a big lie it was. So. What are your thoughts on this? I know you've been writing about it and you've been looking into it. What, what, what's, um, what's the latest? Here comes the uh, the curve. You ready? Yep. Let me take us a little different direction. Okay, we love it. I believe it is very possible that somebody will file suit in the Ninth Circuit to block it. Trump could Trump could send an executive order. Um, I would say that possibly he could do that. It's just within his power. It's within his power as president to declassify whatever he chooses to, and he doesn't have to get anybody's approval. But okay. let me take you back in time. Does the did the president have under legislation under legislation the right to limit immigration from certain countries. Absolutely. It was a law passed by Congress. But the Ninth Circuit, the guy up in uh, Washington who decided that he had better understanding of immigration policy than the President of the United States, issued a injunction that, permitted, that, that did not allow the President under stated powers, was passed by Congress, was not an executive order. It's a law passed by Congress, suggested by the Supreme Court. Uh, he still put a stay on it. I'm saying even though the president has the right to declassify security information, I'm saying to you that I believe, and if and if I'm right, you owe me dinner, Roy. Uh, if I'm right. We'll go to a nice restaurant. If I'm right, you heard it here first. It was on your show that yep. if we see a, a a a lawsuit in a district court by one of these district judges that says he's putting a stay on the release, he can do that, and they'll have to go through the court system. But I don't think it, once once the once the court has said he can't do it, he can't override. A court with an executive order. So I believe that we're going to see somebody. I don't know who it's going to be, but but somebody's going to go to a, a federal court judge, probably somewhere in Washington or Oregon or California, and ask for a stay 
and um, and they'll probably get it, and we'll start over again just like we did before. So now who, I think that who who will that, ask, who do you think's going to do the dirty work? Who do you think's going to ask for this? Um, wow, it could be a, it could be a lot. It could be the ACLU. Uh, it could deep be. State? Uh, I'm sorry. The deep state? Can it be the deep state? No, it'll be it'll be somebody. It'll be maybe an attorney general in the state of Oregon or Washington, or California or whoever. But there will be because even though the president they don't has, they don't want to put this they don't want to put this Russia thing to bed. If this document gets released. This completely completely puts the Russia thing to sleep. It's debunked, and it proves to the American people it was a total hoax and lie. So they want to do everything they can to not make themselves look like fools before the midterms, right? Yeah, the the, the big the biggest risk of what the president wants to release, and and let's just talk about that just to be as factually as correct as we can for your show, right? Because the president because the president says. He wants it unredacted and released. Doesn't yep. mean it's going to happen tomorrow. There right. is an oversight responsibility that people it's have to look at it and make sure that that we're not endangering national security or tactics or whatever. I'm saying to you that I believe this is all part of a strategy to to again move move the wheel away from the case focus on this particular apparatus, this particular situation in terms of, of the FISA warrant, which is what's going to happen. And the court will then, somebody in the lower court will stay. It'll go to the Ninth Circuit or Ninth Circus, depending on your perspective, and they'll probably yeah. sustain it. And then it'll have to be appealed to the Supreme Court. Now think about this. If they don't get Kavanaugh, it's 4-4. We won't have a nine-member court. So I know all these things. All these things kind of work together in a, in a sequence. It's just that sometimes a lot of people can't see where they all fit together, but it's all part of a strategy. And so that so I think that it'll probably some be somebody obviously in the West. That's the the courts of preference by the Democratic Party, and they right. will do it because because the release of the FISA warrants to the FISA court, and I've written about this a couple of years ago, about the FISA, whole FISA court process. Um, yeah. The, the FISA court, if they see the documents that were submitted to them to be falsified and they were lied to, they can haul everybody who signed one of the FISA warrants, which would be Rosenstein and Comey and the young lady who was acting attorney general while we were waiting on sessions and other people bring them all into court and they could, they could, they could charge them all. And so they want to, they want to stop that. I mean, the, the, the Democrats want to stop and their hope, their hope is, which is a setup, which you don't realize hope is a setup for another discussion. Uh, another story that I've, I've just also submitted. Um, their hope is that they can postpone and do things to keep things out of uh, out of the American people's minds, so that they can get through the midterms thinking that they're going to win, and that 
by getting control of the House, they can stop all this investigation that's going on and turn uh, and turn it all over and begin to focus and then focus on impeachment. But I do have one other sidebar to that story that if, if I could be so bold as to talk about it. And then I got other stuff to ask you. Go ahead. Okay, real quick. There's a, I'm, I'm beginning to sound like you. It scares the hell out of me uh, with the real quick. Um, uh, there's a story that's the a story that's what? I just say it's a catchphrase. It's just I don't know. Uh, I know. Something, I, something I, 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 <laughs> I know you. That's fine. Don't worry about it. I, I just I hear it so much. I, 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 I I'm, I'm trying not to steal your thunder. Real quick. Real there quick. Is a, real quick. Real there's quick. a there's, <laughs> there's a piece that is titled Barack Obama: The Great White Hope. Barack great. Obama, the Great White Hope, <laughs> and the story starts off. Story starts off about the movie The Great White Hope, which is right. the life a story of Jack Johnson, who was the first black heavyweight champion. And when yeah. when Jack Johnson took the title away from a white guy, people all over the country there were really physically physically riots in many cities in the United States that this black man beat this white man for the world heavyweight championship. And everybody began to look for the great white hope to to save them from the black champion. Well, when you look at what's been going on for the last two years, what is the one question that many Democratic leaders have said? Where is Barack Obama? He is the only, quote, hope we have because he is so beloved by the American people. We need him to get engaged and so he had two he's had two appearances the John McCain funeral and his recent award for his ethics at the University of Illinois right he's got a problem Rose Rasmussen reported a survey of over 1000 registered voters 62% of the voters surveyed said Barack Obama will not change my vote Nice, very nice. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, at this point, I mean, people are waking up to the truth. People are waking up to the reality of mm-hmm. of what of what's really going on and and all of the, you know, things that we're facing and that what he started. I mean, Barack Obama started this divisiveness. I mean, like 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 I've said many times on this show, Barack Obama is the greatest divider. Again, he is the greatest divider. He divided this nation and separated us more than any president in history. Obama. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I know who I really wants to speak on this real quick is the leader of Blacks for Trump, our buddy Michael. How are you, my friend? Hey, how you doing, Chris? Good, buddy. Always a pleasure having you on. We have you. You're a regular on the show. Always, uh, we we love you. And uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Michael is a very popular guy. He's always the one standing right next to Trump, behind Trump at the Trump rallies. He goes to every Trump rally around the country. He's a true patriot. Uh, when Trump uh, won the presidency, Trump only won. Eight percent of the black vote. The black vote now is at thirty-six percent. 
we have Michael to thank for getting it to 36% because he has inspired so many people in the black community to, you know, uh, wake up to the reality and, and like the walk away movement and, you know, really face the truth of, of what the Democrats are, are putting black people through. It's still the same old slavery. It's plantations. It's chains. It's all that shit. And, uh, you know, Michael, I tell you, man, what you're doing for this country and what you're doing to bring people together, I applaud you for it. And, uh, you know, everybody is, uh, uh, you know, all, all the Trump supporters, uh, you know, I know they always give you much praise and, and uh, thank you for what you're doing. And it's truly uh, uh, changing uh, the game. I mean, you're a, you're a big figure. You're doing, you're doing a lot of good stuff. Well, I, I want to thank you for that, but in actuality, Trump, by him keeping his promises and acknowledging the fact that I'm there and that the brothers and sisters who stood behind him holding those signs are there. And because of that, him acknowledging it is what causes success. So what happened to the king of Babylon is he didn't acknowledge those who helped him, and he was made into a beast for the next seven years, which is what they would do to Trump if he didn't do it. But he always acknowledges us. So we don't have that to worry about from the King Cyrus that the Bible calls him, and, and which is Isaiah 45, 1 through 5, that's supposed to deliver us from this mess. He is that man. He is the deliverer of God's people, and that's what God calls Cyrus. So don't get crazy. No, I'm saying he's Cyrus. God calls Cyrus a deliverer. And Cyrus was a white European Gentile. So all of the games you want to run, get the hell out of my face. But the bottom line, the bottom line is, is Trump keeping his promises. He said he was going to help us. He is doing it. So, And he acknowledges us. Because that would be the crazy thing is not to acknowledge us because then all blacks would see this. I don't see he used you and got ready. Because I don't ask for nothing. I don't want anything. I'm not going to give me liberty or give them death. That's the way I think, feel, and believe because that's what God believes. So, anyway, what is it that you want me to talk about today, sir? Well, I'm just glad to have you on, and I know uh, you know I know Josh has a couple of questions for you. Josh, go ahead. Oh, you talking about what about Obama? About Obama. Obama is the Second Thessalonians chapter two, one through eleven, verse eleven, for sure. He is the strong delusion sent to completely deceive the world. That's Revelation twelve seven to nine. He deceives the world into thinking that he is a black man. For, from America. In actuality, his daddy is a Kenyan, and Kenyans are the ones that captured the children of Israel after they were defeated by the, the Romans. Mike, you're in, cutting out um, a little bit. Speak Chicago. up a little bit, Mike. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, the king of Babylon, I mean, the, the Romans defeated the children of Israel. We ran into Africa and fell on the West Coast Africa's refugees, and while we were there, Obama's family members, the Kenyans, who are the Moors and the, 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 the East Indian Arab Pakistani people, they captured us and sold us into slavery right through Ghana, where Colin Kaepernick's dad is from. So the two slave masters have deceived black people into thinking they're us. They're not us. They're the sellers of us. We're the Hebrews. 
They are the African Arabs. So I want you. I want to get that straight. Obama is not a black man. He no. is a murderer of black people. He didn't. Yep. Free, he freed all those people out of Guantanamo Bay who were his family members, the East Indians, Arabs, and Pakistanians. Yet he didn't free one black person that was in jail. He did not give a pardon to any of them. He, even Trump gave a pardon to Jack Johnson. So if Trump will give a, a pardon to Jack Johnson, if Trump will give a pardon to uh, Jack Johnson and Obama wouldn't, I don't. I consider Trump more black than that. What? That old ball headed Obama. I despise that guy. <laughs> hey, why can't yo? And let me tell you this: Why can't these fucking rappers and these goddamn idiot athletes understand that Obama was the fakest nigga on the block? Okay, the reason why they can't understand that. And I, if I was you, I, I said that with that an A, by the way. I said that in uh. I said that uh, by the way. Just like, you know, you and I, yeah, I mean, I just said uh. I said it like the press, like not the, I didn't say er, just to clarify. Right, right. But they'll still get you for it. But anyway, listen, <laughs> the rappers, you're wrong about the rappers. The, all of the rappers, you got Ice Cube, you got um, 50 Cent, all these guys before Trump. Just because the media does not show them, so don't put all of them in one category because that's the definition. Not of all of them. It's a more. It's a lot of them, sir. That a for Trump. I got. You go to my website, sir. Gods two dot com dot com. Yes. Gods the number two dot com. I show you almost a hundred black stars and football players that are adamantly for President Trump. I mean, Shaq. Herschel Walker, I'm talking about the real stars, okay? Democrats deceive you into thinking that we're actually divided. We're really not. We're really not. I, I mean, on my radio station, on my radio show, black people call in all the time. They are for Trump. The only people that are not for Trump are these East Indian, Arab, Pakistani, and Africans who are getting free food and food stamps in this country. Black people really can't get food stamps. The real black people, the ones that work, you know how much we get? $200. You know how much they get? $2,000. We don't get that stuff. They Only they get it. You understand? So don't isolate yourself from black people without the facts. I am a, you might not realize this, is, but I am a black people, okay? And as a yep. black people, I can testify right. that black people are for Trump. They're just afraid to be excoriated. I made the decision to hell with the excoriation. I don't get anything out of this but excoriation from my people, apparently. But when I look on the website, these are all Eastern and Pakistan. Even all the, 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 you know, what do they call those things? They call riots out there. I want y'all to look at that closer, like the Missouri riot. I I just put together a tape showing you all the riots. The riots with the black people being peaceful, saying, police, you're wrong, and this, that, and they're standing back. That's the real black people. The riots where they're breaking stuff and going into the stores and killing and robbing, those are all East Indian Afro-Pakistanis. How do I know? I was <laughs> I was walking down the street camera. I said, wait a minute, there is not one black man out here. Where are the black people with the, with the violence? And I'm videotaping. And- 
I got yeah. this clearly and, on tape. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. And you remember, you got it clearly on tape. Continue. Then I want to say something, but this is going to get good. Uh, Dan, Dan, stay on the line for a second. I want to ask you a few more things, but keep going, Michael. This is going to get really good. Keep going. You were filming them, and what happened? Yeah, and all of them. I saw I saw one or two black guys in there, and when I asked them, oh, oh, what's this Oh, I'm from Nigeria. You're not a black man from slavery. Get the hell out of my face. I need to find a black man that went into slavery. I walked through the crowd because, see, I'm allowed to walk out there because uh, contrary to popular belief, I am black. So they don't know exactly who I am. But, I, but the problem is they let me get it on camera. You understand? Just like when they asked Trump won, all of them keep out there saying, black lives matter. Black, I walked through the crowd. Not one black person. All these things. And then white people are so ridiculous. They say, Oh, that's mostly white people out there. No, they're not white. They're East Indian. Stop giving them your credit. They, they, white people are not that stupid, okay? <laughs> the people that you think are, are white are East Indian, Arabs, and Pakistanians. They are doing the game of deception. They have deceived the whole world. White Gentiles don't even realize that the white Caucasians mixed with them. Caucasian, listen to the word Asian. They're mixed with the Asians who are the Asians. They're East Indians, Arabs, and Pakistanians who are all the sons of Ishmael, a disgruntled son. Okay? White people, wake your ass up. Stop <laughs> being suckers and chumps and punking out to these people. You are not a punk. You are the Vikings. You are the greatest warriors on earth, along with the black people of America who are the children of Israel, tribe of Judah. And you are originally through. Why? Because Japheth, who is the father of all Gentiles, according to Genesis 10, 1 to 5, is the son of Noah, and Noah was a Hebrew. So I don't care if you call yourself Irish, uh, British, Whatever the hell you call yourself, your nationality is Hebrew because your daddy is a Hebrew. I am a Hebrew. This is the, the earth is called the land of the Hebrews. It belongs to the black man and the white man, not the Hamites, because Ham and his son Canaan, who are the white Africans, these are the suckers that raped Noah and got cursed and disinherited. The earth belongs to the black Shemites, whose son. Shem was the father of Abraham in Genesis 15, 13, and Deuteronomy 28, 68 says that Abraham's children would be carried away captive and treated evil for 400 years, and they would be carried away captive on ships to Egypt again. Listen to that. Again, in Revelation 11, 8, says Babylon, which is thousands of years after the Egyptian slavery of us, was called spiritually Egypt and Sodom. This is America. We were carried away as slaves, and guess what? That makes us Abraham's children, and Abraham is the son of Shem, and we are Shemites. So Genesis 10, 1 to 5 says that Japheth is the father of all the Gentiles. So that's why they want to get rid of the Bible. That's why they don't want you to believe in the Bible, because Psalms 14, 1 says a fool wants to believe that there is no God. Why? Because he's a cannibal-ass bastard that's been eating our people, black and white, and he's trying to hide his ass. And you're not going to be able to hide if you are a fool that say you don't believe in God, 
then I know exactly who you are, and you have just revealed yourself as the beast, the devil, serpent, Satan, and the bastard-ass dragon. And we're going to get you. When the black man and the white man wakes up, we're going to have our foot up your ass. That's all I'm going to say, you chump. What about the Canaanites? Well, the Canaanites, those are uh, the sons of Ham. In Genesis 10, verse 6, says Ham's four sons. He named them, and the fourth son was called Canaan. And if you Google it and don't ask it, Make the statement in Google because Google works like Mason. They don't answer unless you know. Right. You Google right. them and say Canaanites were cursed white. Yes, they were cursed white. They are the albino. They are different. When you look up the word albino and say, all you got to do is say, uh, <laughs> European Gentiles different from albinos. It will say yes because albinos don't have any melanin, melanin in their skin. But Gentiles do. Albinos don't have any covering in their eyes, but Gentiles do. Gentiles are not cursed white. They just mixed with, with Canaanites as the black man of America did because we were originally black of the cold. We mixed with them too. We just didn't mix with them as much. But the Gentiles are still men of color. That's what the word human means. It means right. two, which means color, and man, which is man of color. I right. and white Gentiles, we are human. They are inhuman because they are white African beasts that will curse white because the bastards rape more. And so that will curse them and disinherited their ass. And so now they're trying to make us serve them when the Bible said Canaan would serve Shem. This is Genesis chapter uh, 9, 18 through 26. So nobody can make no mistake. Canaan, the cursed white boy, would serve Shem and Japheth, the blessed white boy, would be blessed forever. Shem and Japheth would be blessed forever. Canaan is cursed forever. But what he does is he mixes it in with you, acts like he's you, to make you defend him, thinking you're defending yourself like John McCain. He is a Canaanite. What do you mean, Michael? What do you mean by that? Let me tell you what the hell I mean by that. The Canaanites ran from Hattusa. Y'all look all of this up. They ran from Hattusa, and they ended up in Ireland and Scotland, where the real Irishmen, who were tall, like, you know, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, I can't forget his name. Anyway, on, on Fox News, the tall, the tall Irishmen, those are Britannians. Britannians are the Gentiles. The Gentiles look at the Canaanites who then were very short because they were committing all kind of incest and they were really hey. white with, with blonde hair and they all lived in the side of the rocks in the mountains and they called <laughs> them leprechauns. What does that mean, leprechaun? A very short <laughs> white guy who's a con man like that Sam <laughs> Rockefeller. And you laughed at them back then, and you laugh at them now because they're different from you. You don't even like them. In fact, the Britannians and the Irish tall white man had those Canaanite little bastards in slavery. Because why? Yahweh said, God himself said, that Canaan must serve Jim and Japheth forever. But what is he doing? He's making you serve him. Then when we found out he was cannibalizing and eating people, they were, oh, my God, Mike, you're crazy. Well, go to hell anyway. That's the truth. Google it. 
<laughs> Catholic. Now, you, they ran from Scotland and Ireland, called themselves Phoenicians, joined on to the Asians, and ran into South America and in Mexico, and they became called the Inca, which was the white Canaanite, and the Aztecs, which was the red East Indian Aztec Spaniards. And when the conquistadors found out there were blood sacrifices, uh, the, the Mayans, which was us who had came over, and they were killing us, the conquistadors ran them into North America, and they called themselves Cherokee, Choctaw, Seminole, and Creek. And they mixed with the Gentiles, so the Gentiles wow. defend them, thinking they're defending themselves. And then they, they came over here, and we don't even realize that the Inca, which is the white ones, were the actual slave masters, were the, the um, people that, that, that you call right now, let me see, Jeff Flake. Uh, let me name of John McCain, uh, Mike Lee. All Mike, Michael, hold on, Michael, hold on one second. Mike, there's nine of them. There's nine of them. Michael, stay, stay on, Dan. We got, we got some things to say. Chasing. We got some. Dan, I want I want you to respond to Michael. But Josh, real quick, I know you have a question for Michael. I want to respond. Go ahead. Who is Josh? Yeah, I just Josh right here. Uh, Rory's co-host. Hey. Uh, I had a clarification question, something you said originally. You were talking about Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, uh, you know, going out and eating uh, eating the grass. What what did you say again, the reason that that happened? You said he turned away from the people that supported him, I think no, is what no, you said. Could you clarify Daniel that? Chapter four, Daniel chapter 4, the children of Israel, which was us, built Babylon for him. He conquered Babylon and took all of the temple wealth, gold, and diamonds, and took him to Babylon and built his city. And then he got on the big stage and said, look what I have done. I am the greatest. And God, Yahweh said, oh, sucker, you saying you're the greatest? Okay. Turned him into a beast for seven years. So if you do not acknowledge the children of God, right, and and the children of God is black and white. Most people don't realize that because white Gentiles are so stupid, they don't realize that they're chosen. They think somebody else is chosen. That's why Romans nine nineteen through twenty says that uh, they said, "Why do you forgive the Gentiles when they've done so wickedly?" And Jesus' response was, "Because these are my people who have forgotten that they are my people, but will be my people forevermore." You were his people in Genesis chapter 9 when he said, Shem and Jasheth will be blessed forever and go to heaven together and dwell in the same tent together forever. That was the first blessing passed. And the reason why Solomon gave Hiram of Tyre half of Jerusalem at the time is that Hiram of Tyre brought half of the wealth of the Gentiles to him to build a temple. Now, why did he do that? Because half the earth belonged to Shem, which was the south side, and you can study all this. And half of the earth belonged to Japheth. So when, when the centermost of earth, when Solomon decided to build a temple in the centermost of earth, which was the capital of earth, which is Jerusalem, which is called in Ezekiel 5 5, you can read that there, you see that Solomon decided to give him about 20 cities, the northern cities that was not really fixed up too well, but Solomon gave him 20 other cities in Jerusalem because. Half of Jerusalem belonged to Hamathai, and Hamathai was called the king of the Gentiles. And Hamathai, he didn't lose his crown because he sat with Solomon. He was still called the king of the Gentiles because half the earth belonged to him because Ham had been disinherited because him and his punk son Canaan 
rate lower. So the earth was split. Instead of being <laughs> split Jesus three Christ. ways, it was split two ways. It was split Mike, I think you answered this question. Hey, Josh, did you answer it? Mike, I, I think, think you I answered this question. Okay, sorry. Josh, did you answer his question? Did he answer your question? Yeah, that was that was about it. Thank you. Okay, Dan, welcome, I want to get to a big I want to get to a big topic, but Dan, I want you to respond if you have a question for Michael. Uh, I have a flash for you. Just just came across my wire. Christine Ford wants the FBI to investigate before she testifies. Right. You know why I said that earlier. I said that earlier. She's she's now dictating the terms of how the Senate is going to act. Yeah, we yeah I said that earlier. Yeah, she knows that. She knows she that the Gentiles are fearful of these people. I'm telling you, Gentiles, do not fear them, or there's more that be with us than be with them. As long as me and the brothers stand with Trump, they cannot use the divide-and-conquer tactic that was normally used. They cannot use it because we are standing. Revelation 11, 8 says, when they see the two brethren stand together, who are the two brethren? Shem and Japheth. You know, Hiram of Ty and Solomon or Cyrus and Nehemiah, whichever way you want to say it, Trump and me, whatever, however you want to say it. Right. If they see us yeah. together, we are 74% right. of the electorate. Y'all got to stop yeah. being afraid of them and because the Bible clearly tells you and how to Mike, 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 hold on. Dan, I, Dan uh-huh. before you I just want to ask, go, I want to ask Mike a quick question. I just want to ask Mike yeah, a quick question. question. Yeah, go, and and yeah, Mike. Right. Because we got we 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 don't have a whole lot of time. You gotta you gotta answer the as as answer short as quick, you can. Answer quick, Mike. Yeah. Okay. Right right okay. now, the black community about thirty six percent is supporting Donald Trump. Yep. Do you think it will go higher, and how much? It will go much higher if like if I go to the um, event tomorrow in Nevada and Trump acknowledges that. He don't, I don't want no money or nothing. Just acknowledge me. Because every time black people see it, boom, it goes up higher. It keeps going up higher. And when he acknowledged Kanye West, it went from 8, I mean from 11% up to 21%. Then when he acknowledged me again, with the, in, inside that, when I went against John Acosta, it went up from 21 to 36%. Because every time he acknowledges us, black, because most black people believe that I'm wasting my time. So, 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 Michael. One last question, yeah. Michael. One last question. At what uh-huh. percentage? At what percentage are the Democrats in trouble of losing the black vote? Well, let me be honest with you. I'll tell you. Yeah. I believe that I will call along with the brethren because I'm going to ask for something from Trump that's going to wipe them out. I'm putting out this thing against Kaepernick. To show he's an East Indian and that we shouldn't follow him, and I'm putting out something against Amarosa that I've already put out. That ever since, as soon as I put it out, one day later she went completely silent. So once I put those things out and we're able to point to that, I believe we can get 98 percent of the black vote. I know you don't believe that. I know that sounds <laughs> Here's the thing, though: sure the Democrat, the Democrats yeah. were screwed once the the black vote got passed. Uh, to, like fifteen percent, they were screwed. Yeah, but they, we only make they, they, they count on ninety. 
they count on 90% of the black vote. Well, that ain't going to happen and this I, time, I'm, my brother. No, I, hell I'm, no. I'm just curious. Hell no. Okay, all right. Okay, Roy, you wanted go to move ahead, on. Dan. Go ahead. No, Dan, go no, ahead. Dan, go ahead. That's Michael. Okay. I just was oh, – uh, oh, so just go ahead. Uh, you want me to go we don't ahead, have a lot of time, oh, so let's – no, I know. I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask Dan. So, Dan, are you are you writing much, much about the Catholic Church lately? Uh, I've been I've been concentrating on on research, research. Okay, we've talked about this issue before. Let, let, yeah. let me just tell you where I am, okay? Because I, uh-huh. I haven't talked to you about this this story in research. It's disturbing to me because I'll tell you something real quick. And I'm sure many can relate to me. Uh, I grew up Catholic, went to Catholic uh, grade school, went to Catholic high school. Um, you know, I go to church on, uh, you know, uh, holidays, stuff like that. Uh, you know, I'm not the type that goes every Sunday or anything. You know, but I do uh, I do go to church, uh, try to go uh, in the middle of the day, in the weekdays, at least once a week and just go pray. But, uh, yeah, but the disturbing stuff with the priests, I mean, I've known people that have uh, – been uh, fucked around with by some of these uh, disgusting and perverted priests. I mean, these people are sick mofos. Okay, but let, let me. Let, you asked me. You asked me a question. I'm going to. I'm going to hope I get an opportunity oh, to answer. Oh, okay. Yeah. First, first number one. First, yes. Number one, very important. Yeah. There are hundreds of thousands of men and women who are priests and brothers and nuns and lay people who do the Lord's work every day. They're unsung right. because they believe right. in their Lord and Savior. And so let's right. not throw them out on the few. No. Number one. Number no. two. Right. I've told, I've told you. I've told you my concerns about abused children. But yeah. now I've got to give you a different a, a different perspective. You're going in a different direction. Our favorite line. <laughs> we have a problem. We had a problem here in Florida where 17 children and adults were shot and killed by a shooter in a high school, and we created a national discussion about school safety. Okay. And what nobody's talking about is all these kids is a research. Well, nobody's talking about the fact that a research study was done on sexual assault on children in grades 8 through 11 in the public school system in the United States. 4.7 million children have abused been abused in our public school system if we're worried about safety of our children in school for guns we're obviously not concerned about the safety of our children being being abused by pedophiles in the classroom or on the staff what bothers me roy is that and it's and i've written about this in the past and i I am going to write about it again is that my tax dollars as a parent go to pay for the liability insurance that the school boards have to begin to protect them against the lawsuits and or the settlements out of court. And the settlements out of court either come from insurance 
or again from my tax dollars. Right. We're, we're talking about we're talking about 4.7 million children in the public schools. Almost seven percent have been sexually abused, and nobody gives a shit. I know. We want to talk about. We want to talk about now. Part two, Roy. Part two. Do you really believe that it's only the Catholic priest? Do you believe it's possible that there are Baptists and Methodists and Presbyterians and Anglicans? Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not just the Catholic Church. It's everywhere. I mean, it's every religion, you know. um, But, but, but Roy, but Roy, Roy, what gets reported? Only the Catholic Church. Thank you, sir. So and, and you know what's does, crazy? You know, you know Joe what is Smo, it? You know, go ahead. How does Joe Smo, uh, out in Open Pants, Kansas, decide? Well, gee, it must be a problem with the Jews and the Protestants and the Muslims and the Hindus. No, all gets reported is the Catholic Church, and I'm not saying that the Catholic Church isn't guilty, but they're not the only ones that are guilty, and we're we're leaving our children exposed to the pedophiles who were behind the desk in the schools and other pedophiles who were in pulpits in many other different religions. We're not addressing the total issue of genuine child abuse across the nation. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, for example, I mean, we've seen how much millions and millions of payouts like the archdiocese, has has paid out and, and many other religions and many other organizations uh, to keep people quiet. I mean, it, it, there's some there's a lot of sick stuff out there. Uh, Josh, go ahead though. Yeah, you know, Dan, I think you know you've mentioned that statistic on the show before. And I think you really hit the nail uh, on the head uh, every time you bring that up. You, you know, it's just like most things reported by the news is using political puns. And this is happening, you know, this, these different sexual abuse cases are happening on much more of a regularity in schools. And honestly, obviously they are because there's a higher, there's more underage kids per day in those situations. Of course that's going to happen. But instead of taking, fighting those precautions and trying to change that reality, we're going to just talk about, another reality and forget all the other ones it's you know it's it allows people to get away with with abusing kids i agree with you i i i think that it that that we we are for some reason we do not want to focus on we'd mother much rather focus on guns and keeping them out of the schools and spending hundreds of millions of dollars quote to keep our schools secure, but we're not doing anything about the predators that are inside the building. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you, Josh, you hit it right on point. I mean, you – yeah, I mean, there's, there's just so much corruption. Yeah, you know, it goes – and, you know, it goes beyond – it goes beyond the corruption aspect of it. It gets to an extent of a point where it becomes like we're harboring these people, and you know that's yeah. just a whole nother. Yep. It's a whole nother level level of wrong. 
Agreed. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Dan, here, here's something I want to say real quick, and this is, you know, the uh, fact that the American people are waking up. The CNN ratings are down 41% from last year, and they're losing to Nickelodeon in the rate in the ratings. That's how bad CNN is failing. And if it what and if people don't know this, I, I've said this on the air I think before, but the way CNN makes their money is they're on in the airports all over the country. They have a deal with the airports. If it wasn't for the airports, they would be out of business. A lot of people, some people don't know that, but um, you know that's it's it's disgraceful how they can you know keep reporting all this fake news but at least the american people are waking up and their ratings are terrible um something really disturbing though did come out over the weekend uh the google executives uh you know are basically um applauding employees ran about white privilege and there were also leaked videos about them meeting all in an auditorium saying how, you know, after the Trump election, how evil he was and how they were going to do a lot of things to stop him. That's some scary stuff. Google's well, the you biggest have, engine. Not only, Google, you know? not, a, not, a, not only Google, but there was a conference, I think, a week ago or two weeks ago yesterday uh, where Google, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, Yahoo were the executives were all meeting together to decide what their strategy was going to be for the midterm election. And we know, yep, yep. we yep. know that that Google Google search results have basically wiped left, conservatives left off the off the off the uh, off the platform. They're not there. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? Admit, uh, Trump is looking into taking some action on this. I really hope he does very soon because this could get very dangerous. This is not something to joke around about. It's controlling it's, thought and it's controlling free speech. And when you can, when you you when you talk about controlling thought and controlling free speech, you're talking about Hitler. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, and China, what China does right now. I mean, and what all these communist countries are, you know, basically in terms of taking away people's free speech, taking away people's Internet and what they can access, what they can't, what if they can't see the truth or just the propaganda that that country's spewing out that they're, they're supposed to believe. I mean, there, there's so many different variables, and it's scary, man. That's some scary stuff. Well, I mean, Within the last week, speaking of China, within the last week, Google was entering into discussions with the Chinese government of yeah. how they would edit content on the Google site in order to get into into China. The government's yeah. going to control what's on Google. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. And, and here's the thing about that is that. Uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you have that sort of power as the number one corporate empire in the world, Google, and they're Mm going to fix, they're going to fix the whole, I mean, they already have pretty much whenever you search, it's left leaning, but the fact that, you know, they're just like Facebook. They want to, you know, make They want to make us believe uh, in brainwash us with fake news. 
Um, Josh, I know you have big thoughts on this. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, just a touch on the China thing. I'm actually taking Chinese right now. We have a, a teacher that's directly from China, and she just mentioned in passing how they don't have Google and they don't have Facebook. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I forgot. China is still very much a communist country. So, you know, this doesn't surprise me that, first off, Google just wants to make money. And then second off, they also, you know, don't like conservatives. So, you know, if they can make money and benefit a socialist communist regime in China, they have no problem doing that. Um, that's just their business. I mean, that's their normal business model is making money. If a country wants them to put certain restrictions on what can and can't be posted or, you know, what can and cannot be accessed, they have no problem doing any such thing. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's dangerous. It's really dangerous. And Dan, you know what? I, I want to shift gears real quick. You know, we have about 10 minutes left, but I want to ask you something very important. Lisa Page came out today or yesterday and said it's possible, quote, there would be literally nothing to the Russian collusion story before Mueller appointment. There was nothing. She went further than that. She went further than that, Roy. She said that her lover, Peter Strzok, after almost a year of investigation, couldn't find anything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and and, and just 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 let, me, just let me talk just for a second, a moment. Yeah. What, what, yeah, what people people haven't figured out here is that <clears throat> Mueller was appointed by Rosenstein shortly after Comey was fired. There was no real vetting process. In fact, the day that Comey was named, or excuse me, Mueller was named as special counsel. In the morning, he was sitting in the Oval Office with the president talking about becoming the director of the FBI, and he took the special prosecutor job. So that, that we haven't really studied or looked or talked much about the process about how Mueller was suggested and selected. And it wasn't at the part of any Congress or the part of the president. It was Rob Rosenstein who made the appointment. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and we need to talk about we we need to talk about that because he's the one who empowered uh, Mueller. He gave him the broad brush, and it, and it moved it from a collusion investigation to something else <clears throat> because Rosenstein, Rosenstein said so. But my point is is that we clearly the mainstream media is not, but a lot of the conservative media hasn't really focused on that that triumvirate of Comey and Mueller and Rosenstein and how they roll reversals and change. We got a special. So in reality, my interpretation, Roy, is that James Comey, did what he did purposely to get fired so that Rosenstein would appoint Mueller as special counsel. Because Comey said we needed to have a special counsel in order to look into the Russian collusion. 
And he was the one who orchestrated the selection of special counsel, and his friend and good buddy, Mueller, was selected by Rosenstein to be general to to be the uh, in charge of the special counsel, and yet we we talk about what what Manafort was convicted of and 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 Cohen and but nobody's been con- convicted of anything to do with Russian collusion or the president or anybody on the president's campaign, and. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the Democrats are going to want to keep it open as long as they possibly can. And even though supposedly the the policy is that you don't you don't you don't hold hearings, you don't talk about stuff during the pres the election, whether it's midterm or presidential. I, I don't think they're going to give it up. I don't think they're going to sh- they're not going to go quiet. They're going to they're going to continue to do everything can to to d- discredit the president. And that's what this is all about. Yeah. I mean, you know, they'll go to whatever measures. I mean, it's very sad and, you know, it's evil. And and the deep state is real, you know, and it it exists. And these these people are, you know, trying anything and everything to bring Trump down, but it never works. Trump always wins in the end. I mean, because he's king. Trump is invincible. Trump is a gift from God. Trump is basically, you know, he's America's savior. I mean, you know, they, they they can try, they can try, they can try, but we've seen him pretty much destroy everyone, uh, the establishment, the media, the swamp, and he's bulletproof. I mean, the guy, the guy just keeps going and going. So you, you have that sort of – you know, uh, mentality and persona uh, and, and just that toughness that he has is truly is a profound gift. And it's something that we are blessed with. I mean, it, and we're every day. I mean, he, he's fighting for us. And, uh, you know, the fake news, it, you know, it, they, they, it's really it's desperation for, for the fake news, for the media, I tell you. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, yeah, Josh, you wanted to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, honestly, on this topic, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know as much on, on this topic as as many of the others. So I'll kind of just sit back on this one and listen in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But no. But the, the bottom line is, I mean, we're we're going to figure out so many different things, and and there's so many different things that are going to come, and uh, you know, we're 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 gonna. Uh, the swamp's going to get drained more criminal. I, I really think people are going to get locked up. I really do. Especially the evil crooks uh, that, that have been trying to take him down the, the, the swamp, the deep state. Uh, do you agree, Dan? I, I, Roy, it's, it's hard to say. It's, Too hard to it, say. No, it, it's, it's a great question. And it's a very, to me, a very profound question you're asking because complicated too. Yeah, true. But you're asking what the but but in another sense, it's simple because the question that you're really asking: Are we truly a nation of laws, or do we have two different sets of legal standards in this country? And and exactly. uh, I hope I hope we truly are a nation of laws, which means to me, some of these people are going to have to go to jail. 
Oh, yeah. And I, and I hope they do. You know, there's going to have to be some sort of immunity or, there, you know, for some of these people. Um, I really see some of these, you know, a good amount of these people going to jail. I mean, you know, a stork. I could see I could see Comey going to jail. I could see McCabe going to jail. I could see Lisa Page being the one that gets immunity. Um, you know, I, I think there's, you know, going to be uh, different things that come out. They're going to surprise a lot of people. Um, I do, in terms of them pursuing it, um, what do you think of the time frame in terms of how long it will take them uh, to completely uh, conclude uh, all the, the the corruption with Stork, Andrew McCabe, Comey, and decide whether or not they're going to prosecute? What are your thoughts on that? The Democrat, if the it, the answer to your question is, it, it depends on the outcome of the midterm election. If the midterm election shows that the new Congress will be controlled by the Democrats, then yeah. the standing committees the standing committees will have uh, less than two months to try and complete and do their indictments and everything else. If, on the other hand, the Democrats do not get uh, control of the House so that they cannot impeach Donald Trump, you're going to see, and I've, I've said this on your show before, I, you'll get a new attorney general. Sessions will resign. You'll get a new attorney general who will be aggressive. I, at least I hope so. We'll get an attorney general who will be aggressive to go after the truth wherever it lands. I would expect that that new attorney general would reopen the Clinton email and the Clinton Foundation investigations. And I think she's going to jail. I think she has to go to jail. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. You know, there's there has to be. You know, we're a rule. We're a nation of laws, and you know we have to follow the rule of law and and the Constitution and the way the America was built. Um, you know, and, and it's one of those things. I do want to bring up something pretty pathetic though that. Um, Al Gore blamed – this is pretty silly. He blamed climate change for the hurricane and calls the storms uh, Bible events, calls it stuff out of the Bible. I mean, this guy will go to whatever measures. He's the biggest scam artist of all time with creating the whole global warming BS that uh, is totally doesn't exist, and it's, it's a total – uh, over exaggeration, uh, the way he describes it, and the way that what the Democrats uh, believe, how they view global warming, and he scams people out of so much damn money. And I mean, what a joke that guy is. But your thoughts on that, though, Dan? You're a writer. I mean, you this is just so silly. It 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 is it, it is it is the biggest in in my opinion. The Paris Accord was the biggest wealth redistribution scheme in the history of the of planet Earth. Yeah, and I mean, it had nothing damn. nothing to do. It had nothing Yo, to ahead. do with global warming. It had everything to do of switching money, which meant that everybody who was playing the game was going to fill their pockets with billions and billions of dollars. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't climate change. It was wealth redistribution, 
and the climate was simply the tool to try and get the money, to take the money. And when Trump pulled out of the Paris Accord, the whole thing collapsed. And nobody's spending money, nobody's doing anything to try and improve the quality of the air and the water, except the United States. We're still doing it. So yes. I, I just think, I think that it's, it's, it, you know, as ridiculous as it's going to sound, Roy, the floods were caused by global warming. The forest fires in the, in the West are caused by global warming. Excess amounts of snow, global warming. No snow, global warming. Too much rain, global warming. Not enough rain, global warming. It's everything that can be done, everything that can happen in Mother Nature is no longer controlled by Mother Nature. It is controlled by Mother Government. Because the, the government doesn't, doesn't enforce the environmental laws, the government and we the people are responsible for that. Yeah, oh, oh we absolutely are. We, we, you know, we, it's one of those things. That, and Josh, real quick, speak on this. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, the, as Dan was saying, you know, I, I think he made a fantastic point, especially regarding, you know, the, glo- the global warming issue. All of this was just used as a political pawn to get more money from the United States. The whole Paris agreement that's 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 all it was um and we i'm so glad that trump pulled out of it i agree and that's and that's what we call globalism that's what we call globalism and uh you know you you look at how al gore turned this movement this is the biggest scam of global warming into this huge thing where now celebrities are talking about it, everybody's talking about it, and then it brainwashes people's heads. It's sick. It's real sick, and it's probably the best scam of all time. I mean, in a way, you know, as a business person making a lot of money, even if it's evil, I I kind of wish I, I, I came up with this freaking idea because it, it's a genius. I mean, Al Gore has made hundreds of millions off, off of this ideology that, he created. Mhm. Right. Yep. I mean, it's it, it's it's unbelievable. But 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 there's another piece to this puzzle that I I think is very much worth talking about. And I don't want to have much time. We 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 talk about the global warming and climate change, and 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 those are issues. But again, going a different direction. The real issue that concerns me is that we have reprogrammed millions and millions of children in the world that their parents and their grandparents are the bad people that left the world in the shape that it's in. The indoctrination of children in the, around the world has been something that's been going on every time Al Gore got involved. And my point is, Roy, it's going to be very difficult to begin to change the, the direction of that momentum, and it's going to take a lot of work to take, take it back to the other way. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, we, have, we, have, we have a lot of work to do, as, uh, and we're going to win these midterms. It's going to be a big red wave, I tell you, everybody. Um, but we are out of time. I do want to thank 
Dan Perkins, our special guest, who's always a pleasure. I also want to thank the leaders of Blacks for Trump. But Dan Perkins, people can find you uh, at danperkins.guru.com. Oh, no, just danperkins.guru, correct? That's correct. That's correct. Danperkins.guru, and that'll take you to my books and commentaries and television and and my foundation, Songs and Stories for Soldiers, and uh, everything you need to know is there. All right, Dan. Um, always a pleasure. Um, you've uh, you've lived a hell of a life, man, and uh, we always love your expertise and your presence on the show. So thank you for coming on, and uh, we'll have you back on soon. And uh, Josh, uh, I want you to uh, say uh, give your plugs where people can find you. Obviously, my co-host, my buddy. Yeah, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at J-O-S-H-H-L-A-T-A-T-Y. Excellent. And um, you can find me at RorySodder.tv. Again, that's RorySodder.tv. Visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com. Again, that's TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com. You can also visit making christianity great again.com again that's making christianity great again.com also visit get your app built.com again that's get your app built.com um the i'm looking forward to a, a great show tomorrow we have two huge guests coming on um and uh same with thursday so uh we'll be back with you um as always um, I want to thank my audience. I uh, thank my sponsors. Um, you guys have all been amazing. Um, thank you for riding on this journey with all with us. Um, we love being with you on a on a weekly basis. It's always fun. It's always a pleasure, and and, and shining our light and, and uh, giving you our great insight. So uh, and God bless you all. Um, so everybody have a great night. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Um, and uh, Yes, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. All right, cheers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.